0: So what's up, guys? Your man NBA fan crazier back on the pod with another video. So as a Heat fan, it excites me to say that we have made it. uh, As a fan of the team, the Miami Heat have made it past the Milwaukee Bucks. I have been a Heat fan since I learned the sport. I I came to know about the sport of basketball, which is like five years, five years ago. No mean, five, maybe four, or five whole years in 2016. I started watching basketball since then. And it's surreal as a Heat fan since I've known the days in which the uh, Heat struggle and this episode's only dedicated to what my feelings say. So coming into 2016, my feeling, uh, I just started playing NBA. I became a fan of the Miami Heat even after Wade left. So I was frustrated, we keep losing and losing, 11-30. And And then I remember days where we started a streak against Houston if I'm right, beating them 109-101, then Dallas 99-95 and then beat Milwaukee if I'm right 109-97. Then the Dion Waiters shot over Clay Thompson, it like, and then the Brooklyn win where the Heat were trailing 89-71 and they came back and Dion Waiters hit a clutch 3 to put us up 107-103. Those were the monumental wins that come to the top of my mind. The first few and of course I literally broke down when our streak ended because I'm in ...against Philadelphia after a back-to-back in Brooklyn. So, it literally broke me down because I had the feeling that we were right in. We could actually make the playoffs. And after that, if I'm right, we uh, lost against Orlando, then won against Houston... ...before going to the All-Star break. Then it came to a point where I expected... I didn't expect anything. Where we lost at Toronto... 96 to 91, then um, one against Washington, if I'm right. Then I just don't remember what the second last game of the season was, but I remember us beating uh, the Heat, beating the Wizards 110 to 102, but ultimately didn't make the playoffs. Then the 18th season came, it started off painfully again. The Orlando Magic beaten us. 117 to 109 if i'm right is the correct score in the game then uh, we went down again injuries and as the 2016 season said have to rely on guys like willie reed and ocaro white to step up and score this is where we had a lot of guys step up undrafted rodney mcdoodle james johnson wait so basically the theme season was like when but this is where they made the monumental mistake. They overpaid Deon Raiders and James Johnson. It literally uh, like made in what other analysts and other um, executives say one of the best like most attractive markets like out of competing for any major free agents. So the Heat, um, they played pretty well. They went on a 7-game win streak, if I'm right. It started, if I'm right, if... I just don't have a pretty good memory. I, if, it consisted of... Um, if I'm right, we beat the... The 7-game win streak comes to my mind. It ended uh, with the, It ended when we lost the Bulls. Before that, it was the Bucks. Before that it was the Knicks. Before that it was the Pacers, Raptors, Jazz, oh yeah. Started with the Magic when when right 117 to 111. Tyler Johnson put on a show in the third quarter. Then the Heat beat the Pistons 111 to 104. They beat If I'm right it starts from there. Slow stepping pains. After that, they beat the Knicks, if I'm right, 107-103, yeah, after that, if I'm right, they beat the um, Raptors, if I'm right, and Jazz after that, 103-102, when Josh Richardson went past Derek Favors to get the bucket, go ahead, layup. After that, it was the pace of Wayne Ellington um, standing alone in the corner, uh, waiting by if right, Siakam to get the game winning layup, 90-89 to with 0.3 on the clock. And then the of we won 114-106. Wayne Ellington put us up 109-103. So the season went on. Up and down, we lost against Philadelphia in the first round, 4-1. The scores being one thirty to one hundred three in game one, 113 to one hundred three the Heat win in game two, one twenty eight to one hundred eight the Heat lost, one hundred six to one hundred two the Heat won, and one hundred four to ninety one the Heat lost, thereby eliminating them. I just remember the scores, man. I just, I just learn to be. Right? Sometimes I literally put up not in doing anything just to watch this team play though. The feeling of a W was pretty joyful at the time. Then the 2018-19 season came. Wade's retirement. But you could say other than that, this team could have been described as having one of the more bleaker futures in the league. So, as much as for what Wade did, so there was not a lot of much to like... Actually think, maybe Richardson growing into a 16-point-per-game scorer. After all, he was the leading scorer. Point justice. I saw that a lot. The vice jerseys which broke out in 2018. The white ones. Miami Vice. And then the black ones. I don't remember what they call them. Sunset Vice. We have... You know, just want to say, guys, so basically, I'm just going to search. So, won't I? I've been forgetting what the Miami black jerseys name named? Vice! Oh, yeah, I remember it. If I'm right, I remember it. Vice Knights. Sunset Vice. And then uh, that was... I like watching us play in the court. It brought me up to watch the games. So another season ended. So this season is gonna elaborate more on my mind. So after that, Wade retired, after we had the triple double in Brooklyn and uh, and the 30 point display in Miami. I was watching that. It was pretty special. So after that, the regular season came. So you wondered what we'd do. First thing we did was try to get Jimmy Butler out of the Philadelphia 76ers. After reports came that uh, he demanded a max, the Sixers didn't want to give it because he's older. They wanted to give it to Tobias Harris, who was... Or maybe this is what the Sixers fans say. They say that the front office tried to offer Butler more money. He denied it, which forced the team no other option but to re-sign Tobias Harris, who they gave up more... Assets for so that they can't just afford to not keep them. This opened the door for the heat, and you see how the heat come in. Like their cap sheet is deadlocked. Turns out the development of Josh Richardson, the 40th pick in 2015 out of the Tennessee Volts, He his development became key to a point where Philadelphia wanted him, and. Gohan's defense could replace what JJ Redick does. It does not bring on the defensive end. I will elaborate on the Sixers a little bit. So as far as to what I say, this has been pretty impactful. Jimmy comes. Yeah. So they brought him out. We are trying to give Dragic back to the Mavericks because... Dragic was limited, if I'm right, he had played like only 36 games. He was out from like November till like February, if I'm right. So he yeah, so his injuries were a concern. Before that, let's take a recap. They signed Kendrick Nunn to if I'm right, a standard clear, if I'm right. And Duncan Robinson. I saw him a little bit. I thought, like, I just thought we uh, he had to improve a little bit more because I wouldn't say he was like downright trash. I just felt like he had the big he had a bigger need to improve. But you wouldn't think that he was gonna be the shooting guard this year. If I'm right, you would have him Red Butler as a shooting guard with Winslow as a small forward or at either way NBA's positionless. So the Heat wound up trading Richardson. And then one more thing in the draft, everyone criticized the Miami Heat for picking up Tyler Hero. Turns out some people call call uh, some Heat fans called us fire Pat Riley. Now it feels pretty foolish. I was sold on the way Hero played after the summer league. The obvious Negatives were that he didn't have enough athleticism for like to add a the edge in scoring Or to say that he could improve in terms of bulk Okay, so that's pretty special in terms of what I think Okay, so what I think was it was very very special that he saw a bona fide guy who could help out Shooting issues, if I'm right. So it's just very special the way I just saw him play. I didn't know a lot more about Kendrick now other than the fact that we signed him. So yeah. So bringing in Jimmy, we're bringing it out. I just got absolutely crushed when I heard that we trade Richardson. I like Butler. We're willing to bring him in. He's going to be an upgrade, but just. Seeing him develop, like, though he may not be like a, a young star, he is still a pretty good young player. I felt heartbroken upon trading us trading him, but it was like he said, no, it's a business. It had to be done. So, Dragic to Dallas, as I was pointing out, with the Mavericks became interested in wanting D- Derek Jones Jr. and Ke- and Kelly Olenek to bring in, so they couldn't part ways with Jones. So they wanted to get rid of Whiteside. side. They traded him to um, Portland, getting Myers Leonard, but had to give up. They also got more Heartless Mo in the deal. The Keith had to give away Heartless and a 2023 first rounder in that deal, getting Myers Leonard and Myers Leonard and Jimmy Butler out of the deal. So the obvious reason was people think. Ah, Jimmy Butler. He has said he is so much about winning, and he just just booked his reti booked his ticket for beaches and the girls and the retirement. After all, okay, some stupid casual fan. obviously, looking about it, it would have been like 2020 right now. 2020. Obviously, now they look wrong. But that was the general mindset. Like the Heat weren't gonna be like competing for a championship. Even if they got into the playoffs, they'd be a first round out. First round out. So then the hopes came. Summer league showed us. Uh, the preseason showed us what we can do. Tyler Hero. on. Um, turns out that guy was a stud. It seems Winslow was playing well before the injury started to hit. Okay, so as far as I say what I say, the preseason went on. Kendrick Nunn went off for 40 against the Rockets. Lost the game, if I'm right. Like, wait, let me look it up because I thought, what was the score of the Rockets game, by the way? Rockets Heat 29, 2019 preseason. Yup. Voila. Let's look at it. The Heat lost 133 to 144. Harden went off, uh, as usual. Um, Harden went off of 44. People are thinking why is this dude's gone off in a preseason game. Kendrick Nunn went off of 40. First thing I come to think of him. Then, uh, Jimmy didn't play in our opening game against the Grizzlies. Turns out he is having a baby girl. I felt happy for him, but um, and and see he planned business was business. We can't start off slow. So obviously, I was a little bit nervous in the third. Completely stole the show in the fourth, and um, Winslow was playing very well. So that got me high, a little bit high in my hopes that the C team could play well against teams which have more talent than them, but just playing with heart and guts. Then one of my most favorite games of the season, up until that, we went into Milwaukee. And as a fan, I I just slept off because, come on, I was like damn near, like, I felt like so tired, I just slept off. So I woke up to watch the fourth I was surprised the heat were leading because though the heat were like, Oh, an okay team. You wouldn't expect them leading in the fourth, even in the regular season game against a team like Milwaukee. Speaking of Milwaukee, let's come back to that. So then, the hope started to rise. The overtime, the Heat one, I was so happy. I was stoked. I was trying to like watch the highlight film the whole day, if possible. And it's been an up and down for me. Obviously, like as when a team comes to win a lot you fail to you fail to remember what like in a time in this is what i say teams which tank a lot like the fans of the team which like was not in a good position knows what the value of at least like one win against really good team looks like so obviously that was my mindset but this season if i'm right I failed in the fact that we were getting a lot of W's to remember the fact that what I was stoked about even getting a win. I lost that part a little bit in later into the season. Luckily, I regained that a little bit in the playoffs. Like being stoked for a win because after all, you're a little bit inexperienced as a fan of the team. So the hope started to rise. The Heat started to put together a great 20-30 uh, game stretch. They started to garner the attention of the national media because the younger players were developing. The Heat were blossoming into a a, a good feel-good story in the standings. So, this was before the Lakers-Heat game in on ESPN. Right on December 13th, if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, December 13th. The lost, but... It felt like we had gained a little bit of respect for others. Yeah. So, going into that, we won against Dallas. After Luka Doncic went down with that ankle, I hope... I literally hope that Doncic would be alright. We still won the game. Then against Philly... We went on won when uh South Philip booed Jimmy, and last time i don't want to reminisce about that loss. I just won't I'm downright not trying to mention that like no, no, I just felt like downright like depressed after that game. so after that we won I felt stoked again, we put a good stretch, but after that, the new year's struggle started. We are like up and down like a five hundred team. Then, after the Clippers' loss on February the 5th or 6th, if I'm right, we traded for Andre Godala. And just as Winslow's been going through a lot of injuries, traded him because Memphis was enamored with Winslow. We got Dion Waiters and Andre Godala out of the books, clearing 2020 cap space. Tried to trade for Danilo Gallinari. Didn't get him because he wanted more money for a longer-term long deal. Of course, that went bad. So, yeah. So, the Heat got two defensive-minded wings. And uh, the Heat, uh, though, as much as you say, I've noticed some real flaws with the team in terms of that. So, this, this is the off-season. I'll really reveal my off-season vision for the Heat. Okay. So... So that's, and then the playoffs game, bubble games are stoked and the Heat won the first game against the Nuggets, but up and down in the other seeding games. The playoffs are stoked to see them win because they were, after all, a pretty inexperienced team. And then the Bucks series game. I hope, like, I knew that the Heat could win, but I was hoping for maximum, like, two or three games. I, As a fan, I didn't want to get my expectation up and then, like, be disappointed at the end of the day. So, I didn't get my expectations up. So, the, the Heat 1-4-1 one, one, back in the ECF since 2014, baby. And why did this happen? Because of the scouting department. Pat Riley at the top of the hierarchy table. Eric Spolstra as the head coach. Chet Cameron, Adam Simon, and uh, Andy Ellisberg. It's just a list of all the people working in the heat front office. The scouts, the team president, basketball operations, the head coach, up to down. I've been pretty happy this year. So, okay, guys, that sum, pretty much sums up all my emotions from... The All the years I've been as a Heat fan, just from like 2016, when I started watching basketball a lot. So, that's it, guys. So, you can just comment down below what you thought about this. So, peace out, my friends. Hope you all are safe. And um, turns out, the Raptors-Celtics Game 7, though I don't have any kind of feelings between both of those teams. You gotta let all wounds go. See, so that's how I view it. Obviously, you could say, I've never faced, I've never been against the Boston Celtics as a fan. So, obviously, won't. Not, no. I just started watching basketball a few years ago. So, I know what it is. At least, like, from then. So, as usual, guys, you can comment down below what you thought about how I came out. Because, I've been pretty pretty with myself i i poured my heart out here i literally expressed my emotions and if i'm right you can also watch the toronto raptors boston celtics game today they are for the right to, like to go on wheels with the heat in the eastern conference finals and I've been dropping my predictions here. I think the Raptors pulled this one out. I think they're so confident in themselves. And though Siakam is struggling. I get the feeling that though he might be struggling. Kyle Lowry deserves more respect. And as fans we look down upon him. As like a flopping player. Because that's what the media perspective says. I don't care about all that. I just care about what impact this dude does come on his impact as a floor general's understated understated so no matter what the expectation be this season be more than just a success it's legitimately one i look upon the off-season visions for my team in this way is get a uh, get a supporting scorer opposite who cannot be a liability on the defensive end and speaking of defensive end I'd really like the fact that we can get a few more defensive oriented guards because the Heat rotate guard rotation for the Heat is not ga- defensively oriented. They're more offensively skilled. So I'd really hope if we could get a more defensive minded point guard or shooting guard who can really help us on the defensive end. So so if I'm right in the draft you I want the Heat to draft a defensive minded guard like two or maybe like trade up on down. I just want that the 20th pick in the ECF. It's a bonus. So as usual, man, you can comment down below and you can give your thoughts on the story. Peace out, my friends.